Since this is my first uh, full weekend back to the parish after being gone this summer, I mentioned last weekend um, at the 6.30 Mass that I wanted to offer a bit of a perspective on to, as to what I've been up to here this summer, um, not in any kind of self-serving or uh, self-referential way, but mainly because I really do see um, my time away in Detroit at, at the seminary there doing some studies as connecting back to our parish life here. And so I just wanted to offer this here this evening um, as I enter back into parish life. And as I mentioned last weekend, it's good to be home. Um, many of you know that as a priest, uh, once you're finished with seminary and ordained, um, the bishop or somebody of the diocese might ask you to take on further studies in some specific area of theology. So, for example, some guys go back to school, they get their canon law degree, right? They work at the diocese. Not really sure what they do, but they work at the diocese, all right? Uh, having their canon law degree. I'm just kidding. They're good guys and they work hard. Um, some guys get a degree in liturgy. Some guys might get a degree in, in scripture and teach out of the University of Mary, maybe in morality, whatever it might be. For me, the specific area of study that I've been focused on um, is in the new evangelization. And the program I was a part of is actually the only program on the globe that focuses and offers priests a degree in the new evangelization. And so I know that's a phrase that many of us have heard of before. Um, I, after the nine o'clock mass this morning, uh, somebody from another state called Colorado, I wasn't gonna say it, but I did, um, pulled me aside and said, Father, we've been doing the new evangelization for 30 years. And I said, good for you, that's great, all right? And so what I'm gonna lay out here is really in some ways nothing new, but I know that um, that's a phrase some of us might be familiar with, some of us not. And I think it's important for us as a parish to kind of have a shared vocabulary in these certain ways. And so that's what I kind of want to focus on uh, here at the beginning, is trying to answer the question, what is the new evangelization? Now, the best place to start, I think, is by asking the question, what is evangelization, right? And I think it oftentimes has a lot of misunderstandings and misconceptions, just to name a few. Evangelization, everyone, is not a church membership drive, okay? It's not like the Knights of Columbus saying, we want more members, and I'm sure the Knights want more members, okay? Or the Altar Society is saying, we want more members. Great, yes, they want more members. But that's not what this is, okay? It is not a church membership drive where we're trying to, like, grow our parish roster. That's not evangelization. It's also not about somehow, you know, imposing our beliefs on another, okay? I think sometimes we can have the uh, misperception that by evangelizing, we're somehow taking my own personal convictions, my own personal beliefs, and trying to impose them on someone else, right? We believe in free will. We want people to come to their own conclusions about the faith. So it is not some kind of heavy-handed imposition, uh, just yesterday morning, I was running through Sertoma Park with one of my dogs, and I saw a couple ladies there from a local church. I don't, it wasn't a Catholic church, and they had a little kiosk with all kinds of pamphlets. And they said, do you want to join our church? <laughs> I said, I'm good. <laughs> that was their way, maybe, of, of evangelizing. God bless them for their zeal, but like I said, I was good, and I still am, all right? Um, so those are kind of some misconceptions we can sometimes have about evangelization. So what is it? If those are the things it is not, what is it? 
in its simplest form, to evangelize simply means to announce that Jesus is Lord. That's it. Really? Five weeks for that? No, seriously, everyone. That's all it means to evangelize. To announce, to proclaim through our lives, through our choices, through our attitudes, sometimes maybe through our words, it simply means to announce that Jesus is Lord, that he died for your sins, that you are not defined by your sins, that he cares for you, that he knows you, that he wants to be known personally by you, that God wants to be known by you and me. You know, the gospel today, the narrow way, gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus says that there's going to be a time when knocking occurs and the door can no longer be opened, which means if we flip that on his head and do the opposite, the time for knocking is now. The time for seeking is now. The time for asking God is now, right? Because God wants us to know him just as we're known by him. So those are all just simple ways of saying what evangelization is. Again, to announce and proclaim that Jesus is Lord. Now, what is the intended fruit? What is the goal? What is the hopeful result of evangelizing? To bring about in those who receive it conversion and faith. We're not looking for some like vague mystery outcome. The intended goal of announcing that Jesus is Lord is to turn your heart and mine, your family and mine, our nation, back to God. To bring about faith in our hearts and conversion in our lives. That is what evangelization is meant to bring about for us. All right. So what's new about all this? Right? This sounds like just what the church has always been doing since the time of the apostles. So what is new about the new evangelization? I think it's important to go back to the very beginning. In the early 1980s, which for some of us feels like yesterday, and for some of us is more than a lifetime ago, okay, early 1980s, John Paul II was the first to ever kind of use this phrase, the new evangelization. And if you were to kind of analyze his time as Pope for 27 years, that was the driving force behind everything he did, everything he taught, everything he witnessed to, that John Paul II was the one that really called the church to say, hey, church, wake up. We need to make sure that we're announcing Jesus as Lord in the most effective, life-changing, power-filled way by God that we can. That's what the Holy Father's been calling for over 40 years ago. Benedict, when he became Pope in 2005, took that theme, ran with it like heck, and Francis is still doing it today. So that means that the leaders of our church that God has sent to us, appointed for us, have asked us to be engaged in this work of the new evangelization for 40 years. Now, what's new about it? I'd like to try to approach it in three different perspectives. 
you could call them three different settings. So the first setting where this evangelization takes place is what we're doing right here, right now. Ordinary parish life. Ordinary pastoral ministry. Preaching and teaching. Sacraments. All the different things that we do as a parish is the first setting where evangelization takes place. But it's important that as we do that, that we remember it's not about being clever, it's not about being smart, it's not about being whimsical, it's not about being humanly wise, it's about being led by the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit entering your heart and mind and changing us. That we want to give God permission to direct things around here and no one else, that God is the one who is directing the life of the church. And that's the first setting where evangelization takes place. Ordinary parish life, which you and I find so important, I know. The second setting where this takes place is for those in our midst who are baptized, but maybe have never, never come to a lived faith. Okay? And you might be saying, that might be me. And it might be, right? Or it might be our children, or it might be our grandchildren, or it might be our siblings, it might be our spouse, it might be our coworker, right? That we've received the sacraments for maybe our whole life. We might have been baptized as an infant, but has that faith come alive? Has that faith been internalized? Has that faith been awakened? And that's why it's so important for us as a parish to make sure we're providing means of reaching out to those who are baptized, but maybe not yet evangelized. And that's a vitally important thing for us to be focused on and trying to do. That's setting number two. The third setting would be for those who either have no faith, or maybe who are actively left the faith, or maybe those even who are resistant to the faith. Right? Why is it important that that setting exists in the new evangelization? Because they need Jesus too. And he died for them as well. And as St. Paul says to Timothy, God desires all men and women to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And we have to find ways to engage and to dialogue and maybe ask them to come to a point where they can accept Jesus in a whole new way. So those are the three settings, and it's important for us to kind of know what we're doing as we go about this. Now, for me, what I'm so excited about in doing this is I feel like it gives all of us the opportunity to be fully equipped and engaged in this work of the new evangelization. That everything we do as a parish, whether it's liturgy, whether it's scheduling of masses, whether it's sacramental prep, whether it's faith formation, whether it's what we do for young adults, whether it's what we do for those who grieve the loss of a loved one, everything has to be done through the lens of how is this advancing the mission of the church and bringing people to faith in Jesus under the power of the Holy Spirit. How is that happening? That is the lens through which we see everything. Last thing I want to say is this. It was a great joy to be with about 12 to 15 other priests this summer from all over the world and all over the nation. 
We had guys from Oregon, California, New Jersey, Argentina, Peru, Tanzania, Poland, Nigeria, Australia. And here was a really cool thing. What God seems to be doing in our own hearts, what God seems to be putting on my own heart in terms of discipleship and evangelization is happening all across the world to bring about greater faith in us. And so as we go forward as a parish, as we continue to live our lives as Catholics, we are engaged in the work of the new evangelization, knowing what setting we're in, and simply announcing and believing first in our own lives that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he loves you.